Hey everybody, welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And tonight we are going to get a little bit closer to that last one, and we are definitely going to have the first two as we seek to find out what is the best song in the catalog of the great legendary king of pop himself michael jackson we've got a great panel uh here with us uh, and it's actually going to include me tonight unfortunately uh the host for the previous two episodes jeff couldn't make it tonight uh i guess he don't really care about us <laughs> thank thank thanks ahead of time for that joke guys uh <laughs> but um as I said, my name is Mike. I'll be one of the panelists tonight, but we'll get to me in just a second. Let's meet the panelists in the order that they're going to be speaking. Uh, we're going uh, west to east tonight, and we're going to start in Australia, all the way on the other side of the world from uh, from myself, uh, where it is uh, getting close to lunchtime, actually, there. Uh, Natalie, how are you doing tonight, uh, tonight today? <laughs> and uh, you drinking anything fun? Hi, Mike. Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. And I am drinking something fun today because it is Ooh. 11 o'clock in the morning, but it's Saturday. So I thought there's, you know, there's a loophole there that allows a bit of day drinking. That's so right. I, had a, I had an appointment yesterday and my husband was just killing time waiting for me. And I said to him, go, go and figure out something appropriate for me to drink at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> and he did very well. He got me that lovely little mini bottle of Prosecco. Ooh, which I cool. will open now, and then I've got some. He got me some orange juice as well. Clearly, he thought straight prosecco wasn't a good idea for me at this time of the morning. So I'm going to make myself a little mimosa. Lovely. Oh, oh! I should have done this before. I, I was that, a little I worried I, about how this was going to go. Yeah, oh, hang on, this. hang on. Ah, oh, it's uh, a screw top that looks oh. like a cork. <laughs> That's Beautiful. awesome. Saved I was going to say that that was about to be a boozy first. I think I don't know that we've ever had the. Uh, champagne here's bottle a, pop. Here's a hint for you. I actually don't. I actually don't like it when people pop the cork. The correct way to do it is to hold the cork and twist, twist the bottle. Twist the bottle. Ah. Interesting. That is the way the professionals do it. Okay. That's a good. That's a good tip. See. Okay. Here at Boozy, we we are we're just full. We're full of advice. And I actually I learned in culinary school that death by champagne cork is an actual crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so just one more thing. So I've got my drink, but I've also got a special guest here to help me with my decisions today. Just like to introduce you to my very own <laughs> Michael Jackson. Um, for, for the listeners, it's a Michael oh. Jackson doll about the size of your average Barbie doll. He's been in my family for, how old am I, for about oh, getting close to 40 years now. He was wow. actually belonged wow. to my brother. Um and he's looking very worse for wear. As you can see, he's been at the bottom of many toy boxes over the years. But my favourite memory with this doll, we did a, a caravanning trip around Australia when we were kids. So I think I was nine and my brother was 12 and Michael came along with us and my brother would sleep in and we were all early risers. So my mum and I every morning would like reposition him or redress him or undress him or do all sorts of things, crazy things to him. So when my brother woke up, he had to... Um, deal with that and put him back together again. So we think he was the original elf on the shelf, uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Love so, yeah, he's, he's just going to sit here with me today and and help out. That is awesome. I love it. He really is. He's, I, I'm going to do I'm gonna do a quick, uh, everybody say cheese. I'm going to do a quick capture so that we can, we can get that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I have just uh, been informed that uh, Jeff is, in fact, going to be able to join us. Hey, so, all right. <laughs> so we'll um, 
I guess we'll just give him a minute and uh, let him jump on and then he can take over hosting duties. But uh, in the meantime, um, we'll just keep moving right along, uh, head across the uh, Pacific Ocean uh, over to L.A. Scott Grimes, how are you doing and what are you drinking tonight? I'm doing well, Mike. Happy to be here again. I'm upset. I didn't know that we were bringing props. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm excited. Um, you know, the the last few rounds have had you know some contention, and there's been sibling rivalry slash. I think I'm going to do the right thing for you, but ultimately disappoint you. So I'm interested to see how that continues. There's a little bit of a frostiness between Natalie and I, but also I feel like we're always on the same page with the songs we like. So interested to see how how this goes. I mean, it's all heavy hitters at this point, so I, I think we're really in for a. Uh, uh, a nice roller coaster ride here. So, um, with that in mind, I didn't grab a drink, but I've got some pizza here from Venice Beach, which means it's terrible. But you know what? It's comfort food. <laughs> Amen to that. And just a little west of you, uh, in Nevada, I forget, John. I forget you're in Las Vegas, right? Yes, and that would be east, not west. Is is it east? I was wondering about that. I always get that mixed up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I did it completely backwards. See, this is why geography is not my strong suit. But this so is we why actually... we need Jeff. We're very happy he's coming up. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Jeff would not have screwed that one up. Anyway, John Spees, how are you doing tonight? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right uh, tonight. I am gonna be a classy bitch, and I am having a, a Wagner, Wagner Finger Lakes 2016 ice wine. Ooh. Ooh, not at all, because sweet. it's been sitting in my uh, house for a couple years and it needs to be drunk. Unfortunately, I already corked it because I knew if I tried to do it on on the, over the sound, it was going to fail. So I'll just kind of give you a little clink. <laughs> you go. Very good. Very good. All right. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Very sweet. Yeah. Nice. I don't expect anything less from an ice wine. But. A- a- yeah, absolutely. I didn't screw this one up. I know that the next one east after that is me. So I'll go ahead and pop this puppy open here. Uh, so this uh, episode will be airing in October. Uh, the last uh, we recorded a couple weeks ago, the pumpkin beers had not yet come out, but they are, they are out mm-hmm. now. So I picked mm-hmm. myself up a couple of them because uh, I am uh, a basic bitch, I suppose. <laughs> but I do love me my pumpkin uh, beers. So um this one is from Dogfish Head. Uh, I think everyone who knows beer is familiar with Dogfish Head. Uh, it's their pumpkin ale. Uh, it's just a brown ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. It is uh, quite delicious, and I'm going to enjoy it. And with that, I'm going to introduce our last panelist, and then I'm going to introduce uh, the man who will be taking over hosting duties for me, who just popped on. Uh, first, we'll head over to uh, meet our last panelist, who is in a town I've completely forgotten in Georgia. <laughs> Lagrange. <laughs> Lagrange. Oh, of course, the easy top oh, thing. That's oh, right. Oh, oh, I should have remembered that. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Adam Spees, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing well. Uh, I've actually just started an online master's program, so I think this is a good way to kind of end that first week. Uh, Excellent. A lot of reading. It'll be fun. It's an MPA program, so it'll be good. Uh, I am having actually one of my absolute favorite whiskeys of all time. This is Laphroaig 10-year-old cask strength. It is 120 proof, and it is pure deliciousness. Comes in a tube, so let me pull it out of the tube, give it a pop, and a little pour. And it is just 
campfire in a glass. Uh, I love a good scotch that is smoky. I love Lafrig. I actually got uh that was a housewarming gift for uh Chris Ligori. Oh, nice. Uh gosh. Seven years ago, something like that. I don't even know how long ago that was. It and he only just recently finished that bottle. Yeah, it's 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 a you want to drink it at specific times. To me, it's not like an not an everyday, but like when you're in the mood for something like a smoky Isla, it is so good. And is, the cast strength version, in particular, is my favorite. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, well, folks, uh, I'm not gonna lie; it's been a little bit of a of a day. I'm not completely on my A game, so fortunately, at this point, I get to hand off hosting duties uh, to our uh, returning host, Jeff Woodhead. But first, I will ask him the all-important question. How are you doing, and what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm here now. Um, I uh, just grabbed a random beer out of my fridge, which is the uh, Founders All Day West Coast. Uh, Despite the fact that Founders is in Michigan, which is not on the West Coast, but, you know... (laughs) I don't know. I guess uh, <laughs> what the West Coast of like Lake Huron or some shit. I don't know. There you go. Uh, here, um, there, there's your bottle pop or can pop or whatever. Uh, okay, so uh, with that, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started on this bracket. Natalie's gonna start us off with the first Sweet Sixteen matchup between Billie Jean and Scream. Uh, go for it, Natalie. Okay. So I think a, a big one straight off the bat. I don't I don't really feel warmed up yet, but let's get into it. Uh, one thing I realized after last time was I think when I went through and did my, my listen of all the songs in preparation for the film, uh, the recording, I was really listening with my brain and I was really listening, I think, with history. Um, not Michael Jackson history, no pun intended, <laughs> my history with those songs. And so this time I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and wipe the slate clean and just really listen fresh to each of these pairings. And so Scream, I started with Scream. And, look, it really, it's, it's such a good song and I think it really does capture, it really captures the emotion, that bit where the stop pressuring me, stop pressuring me, that as that builds, just I think it, you really can connect with those moments in your life where where it's all getting very very difficult. So I do really feel like that's a great song, but it's not Billie Jean. It's not Billie Jean. Whenever I think about Billie Jean, there's so much um, connected to it. Uh, I think I shared last time that I was lucky enough to see Michael Jackson in concert, and at one point he walked across the stage. I don't know if you've seen how how he staged Billie Jean in in the um, 1996 tour but he walks across with a briefcase puts it down clicks it open pulls out the sparkly black jacket pulls out the glove puts it on you know what's coming the suspense is just amazing pulls out the hat walks around for a bit the stage is like everything's silent so you can just hear his footsteps and then all in unison the spotlight hits him he throws the hat on and then the first beat of Billie Jean starts and it was just I'm going goosebumps just talking about it now it was so good and I think the anticipation knowing that song was coming the anticipation in the crowd and the anticipation internally I don't know that there's many songs in the world let alone in Michael Jackson's um what do we call it? Discography? Is that the right word? Um, yep. That can that can build like that. So yeah, I love Scream, but Billie Jean gets my vote without question. 
Oh, Billie Jean is Natalie's lover. Let's see if she's Scott's as well. <laughs> um, because I, I anticipate that I'm going to do a lot of talking later, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I didn't vote for Scream in the first, you know, in the last round. I'm certainly not going to vote for it against Billie Jean. So, Billie Jean for me. Well, it's 2 0 heading to John. Uh, Natalie, you gave me chills describing, <laughs> just imagining that scenario in my head, you know, imagine him walk across something I wish I, I, I could have seen. Um, and I believe Natalie nailed it on the head. Scream is a great song. I think it's a little bit underrated. I think it kind of gets lost, um, kind of within his discography of other, his really great stuff, but she is right. It's no Billie Jean. They're they're regardless of how you feel about any of his other songs, good or bad, there may not be a more iconic song associated with Michael Jackson than Billie Jean. You can make an argument for a few of them, but I would argue Billie Jean's probably the most. Billie Jean gets my vote. All right, well, Billie Jean is moving on, which means we don't really need to hear from Mike, but why not? We will anyway. Sure. Mike, what do you think? (laughs) Thank you, Jeff, for that glorious introduction. No, (laughs) You know, this is one of those matchups I looked at and I go, gosh, I love Scream. I just the contrarian in me or the person that wants to vote, you know, for the one that not everybody is expecting me to vote for just to, you know, mix it up a little bit. Really wanted to vote for Scream because it's such a great song. It's Scream versus Billie Jean. I'm like, can I can I justify it? I, I just kept I kept listening. I'm like. I can't do it as much as I love scream. It's just, it's not Billy Jean for, uh, I, I also got chills while Natalie was describing that moment. It's Billy Jean's a song. That's always It's always been there. I mean, the thriller album came out when I was extremely young. Uh, I think, uh, several of our panelists, uh, it has literally already always been there because it was came out before they were even around. And, and Billy Jean was a, a quintessential song on that album. Probably the song that, uh, other than maybe in addition to the title track that I recall, like rewinding the cassette and re-listening to the most, uh, just a fantastic song. So as much as great a scream is, yeah, it's Billie Jean. All right. So Adam, is this a sweep? They're all correct. Billy Je- in that Billie Jean is the more iconic of the two songs. And I would have loved to see it live as well. But scream is where I go for the dance music fun. This song moves. It has all the energy. I think the music video is better than the music video for Billie Jean. I will say that. And even though, yeah, it was way too expensive. Seven billion dollars. <laughs> still the most expensive music video of all time. It For me, what I love, and you'll, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of this uh, for me in the future. But when Michael incorporates his political and passionate side, that's, you know, when I really get him. When he's angry and he's trying to send like a message, that's my favorite Michael. And this song has two of the greatest pop stars of all time. Even if this, if I was heading first, I would have been voting for Scream over Billie Jean. So my vote goes to Scream. Well, Scream picks up the final vote, but it is not enough to keep the uh, pre-cover of Chris Cornell's Billie Jean (laughs) from moving on to the Elite Eight. Uh, Who will it be facing? Will it be Black or White or The Way You Make Me Feel? And Scott, will give us the first vote on this one. This one's really tough for me um, because I, I really love both songs. I, I, you know, very, very opposite ends. These, these songs very, you know, different stylistically. Um, you know, I, I'm 
I'm of mixed race, you know, so my, you know, growing up, my, my father is black, my mom's white. So this song obviously resonated me on a personal level, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. And it was such a, from a young age for me, such an inspiring message. Um, and also confused me because Michael went from black to white instead of black or white, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, but <laughs> I, I digress. Um, but it, it is, it's, it, you know, and Adam mentioned, you know, despite the fact that Adam didn't vote for they don't care about us he you know he mentioned that you know michael's political almost obligation it felt like um you know those songs really do just hit a little bit differently because of the meaning behind it because of how strong they are and and black or white is high on that list of of you know messages and i was going to say subliminal but no not not at all very very in your face um messages and you know you mix that with again the music video that we discussed last time you know with the shapeshifters and the different faces at the end and a you know a guy turned into a girl with curly hair and again very just confusing thing for me growing up there was just a lot of stuff happening um but that just led to the aura of the song it's like it just it leaves you with questions it leaves you wanting to watch it again when you finish that music video you're like i think i need to watch that it's like when you watch a good movie you know, with a ton of Easter eggs and hints and you watch it once and you know that you didn't catch everything, you need to go back and watch it again. That's the black or white music video to me is, <laughs> you know, you just pick up on things the second, third, fourth time around that you didn't initially. And I think that's incredible. And on the other side, the way you make me feel is pretty much the song that every guy wants to sing or any person wants to sing to the person that they're interested in. I mean, the, the way that that just, you know, the way the song starts, hey, pretty baby with the high heels on, and the way he's he's playfully sort of chasing her throughout that music video, right? And, and it's, you know, maybe nowadays it might, you know, there might be a creeper alert, but like it was very playful and it was flirtatious and so it was okay. And, you know, the fact that she's playing hard to get, it's just a really fun music video. You kind of, it really keeps you interested because you really want to see if, if she's going to be hip to, you know, kind of these moves that he's trying to put on her, um, you know, and then, you know, Adam just voted for a song that featured one of his sisters. I mean, this music video also featured one of his sisters. So I feel like, you know, for Adam's sake, that's got to be held on some sort of regard there. What's better than one Jackson, two Jacksons, right? Um, <laughs> so the way you make, and I, I do think it's a really fun song. I, I used to work at a summer camp and, um, you know, we did a, a Michael Jackson talent show one summer. And this was one of the songs that the kids just loved to sing. They would emulate the dance moves. It's just an easy kind of sing along for everybody. And I, I think that's a lot of fun. So I, I, I hate that these two are paired against each other. Um, but if I have to choose one, I have to go with the one that I think is a little bit more meaningful to me. And that's black or white. All right, black or white picks up its first vo vote. Uh, we will move on to John. All right, so it, it's really no, it's, this really shouldn't be much of a shocker. I kind of made it known in the last episode what my thoughts were on The Way You Make Me Feel. Um, it's a fine song. It's never been one of my favorites. And I, I'd like to save some of the deeper meaning as to why I love black and white for later, but I'm honestly scared that it's not going to make it past this, even though I, thankfully, Scott made the right choice and went with black or white. Um, so I'm just going to kind of throw this out here. Black or white, especially the music video for black or white, was the first time where I was cognizant of how popular Michael Jackson was when the video came out. Um, I would have been about... Um, 11 or 12 years old, I think. Did this come out in 91? 
Dangerous came out in 91. I so so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. so I, I, I probably would have been about 10 or 11 when this came out. Um, and, you know, Thriller had already been out. Bad had already been out. And I was aware of them, but it was not the event like Black or White was for me because uh, that's when it, you know, I was, I was, I was involved. I was there. Um, there's a lot of albums that I love that are like the album after the greatest album that a lot of people consider for artists, because by the time I'm into that artist, when they release the new stuff, I really get into their stuff at that point. Um, actually, Soundgarden's a really great example of that. Um, Super Unknown is probably their best known album. My favorite is Down on the Upside, because I really deep dove into that album, because at that point they were already, you know, that's when I came to know them was through super unknown it's the same way with black or white that's the one that really helped me deep dive into michael jackson so i figured i'd go ahead and say this now it's gonna be black or white and i do remember black or white being quite the uh the event when it came out uh it was uh on like network television or something or at least basic cable uh at uh and everyone made sure to tune their tvs to that it was so an Amazing event for a music video that I don't think will ever be replicated. Uh, also, in- Jeffrey Anderson Gunter, who is an actor I like, uh, was in that music video, and he's also in one of mine and Adam's favorite movies called Only the Strong. Yep. <laughs> Underrated movie. Go check it out. It's about Capoeira. <laughs> There's not enough movies about Capoeira out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we all uh, uh, imagine what a movie about a Brazilian dancing martial art would possibly involve... We pass it to Mike, who has to make this decision whether to send the way you make me feel home or to keep it going. Yeah, I I, I do, and this is uh, this is a close matchup, befitting the seating of a five and a four. Uh, I, and it's one that I honestly wasn't sure which way it was going to go. Uh, you, the way you make me feel is uh, it. <laughs> It is a quintessential Michael Jackson like pop song. It's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. It doesn't quite have like the 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 quite the dancey groove of some of the thriller stuff, but it's still just a great great song. Um, and then Black or White is really kind of just more of a straight up rocker, you know. Uh, and of the two, that's the one that I'm gonna gravitate to more is Black or White. It's it's always been one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs and. Uh, I think it's just it's a it's a compared to a lot of these other songs, it's really a very, very short, quick song, Uh, but it comes in, gets its message. It's got some like I just love I love the simple thing about you're either wrong or you're right. Like there's there's a you know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of absolutism in general, but I think there's something in that message with this type of uh, issue specifically that really uh, sticks very well. And uh, to Adam's point uh, that he made in the last round, I really do enjoy, and we'll probably be discussing this a little bit uh, later on as well. I really do like the, the Michael Jackson, you know, when he's, when he's going, going for the, the political statements, there's the, there's a different kind of passion in his voice when he's addressing those types of things uh, that I really dig. So way you make me feel is a great song and I don't want to under undersell it. I do love the, the playfulness of it that Scott spoke to about, uh, you know, just that, just the, the whole vibe of it is great. And it is, uh, the lyrics are, are fun. It's a great song. I, I would never, I'd never skip it. Don't have, you know, no, no beef with it or anything. It's just, uh, 
black or white is that's the song that sticks in my head more and it's the song that i'm more likely to gravitate to so as much as i hate to kill the suspense uh i've got to give my vote to black or white well suspense has not been the watchword on the day as we have two matchups that have been determined after the third vote uh so let's toss it over to the georgia bulldog to see uh, yeah, how good things out. are going adam uh yeah so this is a, a closer matchup than i think is what already has been shown on uh on not screen or on the podcast so far the way you make me feel is just a fun poppy song it's damn near impossible not to kind of bob your head or move along to it you know throughout the song it makes you feel good it's a you know about love it's about you know yearning for this person and just all these kind of great feelings that you know you all want to feel when you're in a relationship and it even feels, you know, pretty innocent, which is great. You want to see that, you know, with this song. It's innocent. It's enjoyable. It deserves to be on any MJ mix. But it lacks the depth of black or white. And I've already talked about the political edge, which I have with with Michael, um, which typically will take, you know, the win. And I'm I'm not going to vote against that because black or white is the better song. And I'll be able to talk about it more later. But it it definitely takes the win. All right, Natalie, do we have a sweep? Sorry, Jeff, I can't speak. I'm I'm busy crying over here. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, I love you, the way you, we you, make you me feel. Crush Natalie. Oh, no. <laughs> so the only thing that's getting me through is at least I won't have to choose between Billie Jean and the way you make me feel next round. So that that would be a Sophie's choice for me. So um so I will take solace in that, but I definitely throwing a vote to the way you make me feel, just so that it so that it doesn't feel totally forgotten by by all of us. And and Michael here he agrees. He he's quite distressed with how that's gone, but we'll 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 accept it. Well, as Natalie's heart gets broken by a bunch of people, just the same way that the England women's national team broke her heart. Oh gosh. Kick me while I'm down. Jeez. <laughs> we are going to move on to the next matchup. Uh, this is a Sweet 16 matchup to see who gets to lose in the Elite Eight to its opponent. Uh, it is a matchup between Remember the Time and Love Never Felt So Good. John's going to start us off on this one. So you'd think that uh, in a Sweet 16 match um, that there wouldn't be a matchup that I was apathetic to who won, uh, but that is the case here. Um, I don't particularly care for either of these songs. Um, they're both fine. I've never really been a fan of Remember the Time. I didn't care about the music video uh, for this one. Um, and Love Never Felt So Good. You know, it was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice song. So in choosing between the two... Uh, I've decided that I'm going to go way back to our play-in round, uh, and I'm going to be bitter about the fact that Blood on the Dance Floor uh, was beaten out by Jam, and then Jam was beaten out by Remember the Time, so I'm going to vote against Remember the Time <laughs> and vote Love Never Felt So Good. All right, what an enthusiastic vote for Love Never Felt So Good, and we head to Mike. Yeah, I'm actually very much in the same boat as John here. That the it's just interesting the way that these matchups fell out. Uh these either of these two songs would have lost to either of the two previous losers for me and would have lost well, I don't want to spoil the the next episode, but I, I mean John sort of said the same or actually I think it was Jeff who mm -hmm. sort of introed it with the same thing. Like you know, I 
I don't, I didn't necessarily recall feeling a huge affinity for either of these songs. And I think that, I think I'm partially uh, responsible for uh, remember the time losing to jam. That was that one, that one really could have gone either way for me. Um, Again, as John said, both of these songs are fine. I'm not going to turn them off. I enjoy them well enough, but they're not songs that I go actively seek out when I'm wanting to listen to Michael Jackson. But I think ultimately I'm going to, you know, as I'm kind of the way I do this, sometimes I just sort of play the two songs in my head a little bit as I'm trying to make a decision and decide, well, which one do I, which one would I, would I put on right now? Which one am I gravitating to at the moment? And uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as John. I think I'm going to give my vote to love never felt so good as well. I like it's uh, I just kind of like it's throwback vibe. I mean, it was, uh, if memory serves, it was like a, a, an, a studio outtake or, or just something that didn't make one of the older albums and then got uh, resurrected. I, I think it was a posthumous release, but it's a, it's a song. It's a song that I, that I do enjoy. And, and of the two, I think it, I think it just, uh, it's just, it's just a little more fun. Remember the time is, is fine, but it kind of just, it gets in a groove and it sticks there. It's, it's kind of repetitive, but it, it, it's not a bad song by any, any degree, but yeah, love never felt so good. It's going to get my vote here. All right. So, uh, I guess love never felt so good is up to nil. Um, it's uh, we've got uh, all the enthusiasm in the world for this matchup, Adam. Do you, uh, <laughs> you want to give our uh, give us a little boost here? Sure. So uh, what Mike was talking about, yeah, it was a rework from a 1980 demo track. Uh, they put it on the Escape album. This is the I think the last one that um, uh, is from Escape um, and my Slave to the Rhythm. That on my personal one would have made it to the uh semifinals um did not get any farther uh it hit number nine in 2014 and it made mj made him become the first artist to have a top 10 hit in five different decades uh and if you count his his jackson five stuff that would be six different decades Mm. um so that is incredible i think love never felt so good is a completely fine song it just doesn't have the fun and the interest and the nostalgia factor that I have for Remember the Time, which has a better music video. It's catchier. It's got I, I like that Teddy Riley, um, New Jack Swing, you know, dangerous era of, of Jackson quite a bit. Uh, and so my vote is uh, definitely taking a step towards Remember the Time. All right, so remember the time picks up its first vote, and we pick up our first matchup that isn't decided 3-0 after the third voter. Uh, we are going to move on to Natalie. Okay, so I um, I agree. I thought it was funny that these two kind of ended up together. I think they're both similar in that they have a sort of a cruisy vibe. You don't have to try too hard to listen to them. Just can sit back and enjoy them, and I did – on my re-listen to Remember the Time, I know it got a little bit of a critique in the last recording, so I really tried to listen to it this time with a little like a little bit more of that critical mind, if you like. Um, but it still passed my test. I, I still really like it. And you said before, Adam, that the political angry Michael is kind of your favourite. Storyteller Michael is is my favourite, and I think this one it takes you on a little journey, tells you a little story, and, yeah, um, I agree it's certainly not one of the the hard hitters like like are up against each other in some of the other matchups but remember the time is the special one for me so i'm gonna tie it up and send it to scott 
All right. Well, we're tied at two uh, on the off chance that someone, because we've had so much enthusiasm for this matchup, <laughs> wants to throw up a buzzer beater. Speak now. Shocking. No one has spoken up. <laughs> Scott, this one is all on you. The pressure is building. What are you going to pick? I don't feel a lot of pressure because nobody really cares. So I don't, (laughs) um, you know, Adam has been throughout this, a a big advocate for the escape album and some of the later releases and the posthumous stuff. And, and I've, I've been kind of an advocate despite not voting for hold my hand. You know, I've, (laughs) I've been an advocate for like, you rock my world. And again, some of the, the later stuff slave to the rhythm, um, I do think that, unfortunately, obviously, they're looked at it in a different lens because of the circumstances, right? We're not going to get an iconic music video. We're not going to, you know, get to see him perform a lot of these live. And so, of course, that's going to affect the way that we think about them. You know, whether we consciously realize that or not, it does. Um, And there's actually a lot of controversy that on the Michael album, they got someone uh, a sound alike to finish some of the songs as well. Right. And we hadn't really mentioned that before, and there's no more Michael songs, so just wanted to throw right. it in. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah, there, there's a lot of just kind of questions surrounding the later stuff, and and so it's you know a little unfair, I think. Um, and I've I've been an advocate, and I think it is, I think it's good to have as many different eras and as many different Michaels as we can for the diversity of of our list moving forward. And I think that love never felt so good would give us more diversity on the list moving forward. Um, also, when I think about it from a sidekick standpoint on these songs, it's really Justin Timberlake against Magic Johnson, <laughs> which, which is a matchup that I never really thought would be a matchup in anything. Um, and so I will say, um, for me, 9.9 times out of 10, Justin Timberlake wins that matchup. What? But in this instance, I think Magic Johnson wins out because... <laughs> Remember the time's incredible. And Adam said everything that needs to be said about it. Like the music video, the style, the dangerous style. I actually think his his vocal quality in the song is underrated. The way that he hits the the choices that he makes with some of the notes there, I think is is overlooked sometimes. So I'm voting for Remember the Time. This was really easy for me. I just wanted to build suspense for a matchup that no one cared about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Remember the Time gets to uh, gets to be cannon fodder, but at least uh, to quote the great American philosopher Calvin Broadus, it gets to chill till the next episode. <laughs> we get to go on to uh, the final matchup. This is actually determining the best Michael Jackson song of all time. Oh, wait a second. I'm being told that this is just a Sweet 16 matchup. Oh, huh. Okay, well, that's weird. But Mike gets to start us off with the decision between Man in the Mirror and Thriller. Uh, have fun with this one, guys. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, you know, I I hate that I have to start this one off, and I hate even more that I'm the one that originally established the order, so I very easily could have avoided that if I had wanted to, but I I just wasn't thinking that far ahead. You said it, Jeff. You know, you could tell you could tell somebody this was the championship game. They would they wouldn't bat an eye. They'd be like, yeah, I could I could totally believe that would be the championship game, but it's just the way that the seating and the bracket worked out. It's a Sweet Sixteen matchup, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. Uh, yeah, Man in the Mirror and Thriller. I think that these are two 
instantly recognizable Michael Jackson songs for even casual uh, music listeners. Um, in fact, you know, I talked to my talked to my wife a little bit about this bracket, and these were these were two of the songs that she brought up that uh, you know that she liked a whole lot. So um, it, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great matchup. Thriller, obviously, it it is. It's like the it's the novelty song that transcends novelty. I think I sort of said that last time, but like you know, Thriller. Obviously, you hear it a ton during Halloween, but you can listen to that year round. Like you know, it's just a fantastic song. And obviously, it was clear that it was such a that it was a fantastic song because they built this whole iconic music video around it, and they named the album after it. So obviously, um, and it's a, it's a song that I absolutely love. It takes me back to childhood. It's another one like Billie Jean. It feels like it's been around my entire life because it basically has. And then you get to Man in the Mirror, and this comes back around again to a point that I don't mean to keep harping on, but uh, to Adam's point about when when Michael really has a message and really has something to say, how hard that that hits and how how great that is is for uh, he said it for him, and it's and the same is true of me. As much as I love Thriller, I just love Man in the Mirror more. It is a song that gets me going every time, and it I think its message, the message behind it, is so great and and i would you know it, it come back come back and listen to these songs that you've heard a thousand times before and you try and try and piece through them in a new way and, and the, the thing that stuck out for me when i was listening to these two songs again just earlier today trying to get myself back in that frame of mind it's a it's a lyric that i know that he sung that he sings because i've heard the song a thousand times but there's something interesting about like you know i'm, just, I'm gonna make i'm gonna make a change and he goes it's gonna feel real good there's like you know even though even though the change is focused the whole song is focused on he's going to make a change in to help the world at large and it's and the change starts within it he also plays up like there's there's selfish reasons to do this too right like it actually it's good for yourself in addition to the world around you and and his delivery of that line is just phenomenal his delivery of the whole song is just great i love his vocal performance in it and uh so as much as i love thriller Man in the Mirror is just, I just love it so much. I got to give it my vote. All right. Man in the Mirror picks up its first vote. Adam. This matchup is utterly brutal to have this kind of early in the bracket. Thriller is an incredibly phenomenal song uh, and the greatest music video of all time. (laughs) It's hard not to say that. Um, This song, Thriller, was released as a single over a year after the album came out. And after it was released, it then doubled the sales of the Thriller album. (laughs) It's absurd. (laughs) Of course, especially with help from that music video. And Thriller is the best-selling album of all time worldwide. And it ain't close. Hmm. And this song is a large part of that. You get some amazing moments. The Vincent Price, you know, rap, if you will, but his speaking moment. The dances are iconic. Who the hell doesn't want that sweet ass red jacket? Everybody does that. You know, the <laughs> dance in the weddings. And it's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But then there's man in the mirror. <laughs> and I actually am going to not talk too much because in case I need to save some stuff for a buzzer beater, um, man in the mirror uh, what I will say is it's it's a humbling, passionate song with a political message, a message that makes you want to do better, makes you as a person want to be better. Every time I hear it, I'm like, man, I should do something 
to improve my life, to make myself better. No, I don't do it because I'm a lazy fuck, but I think <laughs> about it for a little while. And it's because this song is so passionate and so good. I have to go with Man in the Mirror as my pick. Well, Man in the Mirror has Thriller on the ropes. Natalie, this one's to you. Yeah, Thriller's not, it's not beaten yet, if I've got anything to say about it. <laughs> I'd just like to remind everybody, this isn't a world peace podcast. We're not here to save anything. It's boozy bracketology. We're here to pick the best Michael Jackson song. And Men in the Mirror is great. I'm not going to take anything away from it. It's fantastic. I agree with everything that everybody said. But, Adam, you you led me in beautifully. The dancing. Michael Jackson, it's all about the dancing. And Man in the Mirror, you just, it's not a dancing one. Thriller, I defy anyone to listen to that song and not have their shoulders start lifting up and their heads start moving around. It's it's just so good. And I know I showed my hand earlier saying that Storyteller Michael is, is my favourite Michael and Thriller obviously is probably the most storyteller of all of his songs. Um, the... When I was sort of thinking about it, I, I, I was pretty confident early on I was going to vote for Thriller, but I was thinking, what's the what's the hook? Why? Why? Why is it better? And in my opinion, another great artist could have had a great hit with Man in the Mirror. Nobody else could have done Thriller. <laughs> it's quintessential Michael. He is the only one that could have gotten away with it. And just in case... Scott and John make silly decision and we don't get to talk about Thriller again. Um, the I just want to share back in the 80s, we got our first VHS player and back then in Australia, I don't know if it was the same in America, you would go sort of like to Blockbuster Video to buy the player and the videos and when you bought a player, you got one video higher for free for a week and guess what it was? It was the Thriller um, music clip, music video. And so I did watch it several times on our new VHS player. It was very exciting. So it does have a special place in my heart for that reason, but the danceability and the quintessential Michael are the actual reasons that it needs to go through. It's getting my vote. All right. Thriller gets up off the ropes. Scott? Well, I mean, Adam saved information for a potential buzzer beater, like, and making <laughs> or the next round or the next round. The strategy of making him burn that buzzer beater early so that he can't oh, use it later on is is all that aside. Though, I mean, guys, we're talking about the biggest song on the biggest album of all time, as as Adam, you know, revealed to us. Not that I'm sure we all knew that, but. Thank you. Anyways, we're talking about the single greatest music video of all time, which will never be topped because, you know, there's no music videos anymore. Um, like, I mean, that music video alone, I, like I, I mentioned it, I think a lot, the first episode, like you could watch Thriller on mute and you still get more out of it than you do with most songs. Or you can take the video away and just listen to the song and you're still getting so much out of it like they don't need to be together like he honestly should have saved thriller for a song that wasn't that good like the video should have accompanied <laughs> and he should like it wasn't necessary it was overkill he was just like i already have the round one 
but I'm just going to get, like, I'm going for the knockout. I already have the win by decision, but no, this is my knockout punch. I mean, it's it's everything. I I learned the entire dance one time for a flash mob. It was marvelous. Just going yeah, back yeah. and just watching the video again to learn the moves. Like, it's so much fun, and I have so much appreciation for it. And yet, I'm not voting for it. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> because Man in the Mirror is arguably my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. And like, I'm going to save information now because I know I'll need to use it later <laughs> on to fight for man in the mirror, but at least it's getting through. All right. No you message me could so have been any clearer. <laughs> man in the mirror oh, is moving on. John, do we and get Scott's this one right? me back for last week's for last <laughs> recordings? Um, <guess>. Maybe. <laughs> Um, to your point Jeff no we did not get this one right Um, (laughs) it should have been Thriller Man in the Mirror is a fine song it's an emotional song it is not Thriller at at any level Um, so uh, for the sake of my brother I won't include him in this but Scott you will you will rule this decision uh, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I, I knew if I was going to have to do the buzzer beater, I was going to lose to John. He was never going to vote in the mirror. <laughs> I was honestly thinking about if it came to that, just telling you to save your breath. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, we did not get that right. All right. Well, John is wrong, and Man in the Mirror moves on. Uh, <laughs> we are moving on to the next matchup uh, between the 16 seed. Want to be starting something, joining Fairleigh Dickinson, UMBC, and Harvard as 16 seeds that get to move on. Uh, it will face off against Dirty Diana, and Adam will be the first person to decide this one. Yeah, this is uh, it's fun. I love that Want to Be Starting Something took down, I, I mean, another phenomenal song. So many phenomenal songs here. Um I do think "Want to Be Starting Something" is probably MJ's catchiest song of all time. Great use of horns in that. I love it. Um, originally, apparently, MJ wrote the song for his sister Latoya about her troubled relationship with her sister-in-laws. Uh, but then he ended up saying, "Screw it, I'm going to record it myself because <laughs> <laughs> MJ and he can." Uh, and it was originally written written for "Off the Wall," but then it got used obviously later on the Thriller album and "Dirty Diana." Another number one hit. It's fantastic on the bad album. Um, you get some a lot more rocking vibes, you know, distorted electric guitar in there. Uh, you know, it's a you get some fun, sexy, groupy stuff that it's all about. I mean, <laughs> I will say there was a very fun review that I read about this song um, that said, all right, this song is about a boy child trying to write a song about the kind of woman he never meets in the kind of places he certainly has never been to. And I agree that the narrative voice of Michael doesn't really fit as well with Dirty Diana. It's like, I don't really believe that's you living that life in that song. It's just not really happening. But I still really like Dirty Diana, but I don't like it as much as want to be starting something. So want to be starting something is going on for me. All right. Want to be starting something has started something and has one nil lead. Let's move on to Natalie. So this was the hardest one for me from the sweet 16. Um, I think I really love both of 
the songs and and I had a bit of a look dirty day and it did get the sweep last round but want to be starting something was up against beat it so it's sort of probably not a fair matchup to consider that um I really like Dirty Diana. Again, the storytelling. I think I see your point, Adam. I'd never thought about it like that, but I think that um, it probably doesn't really match with Michael, but the storytelling is great. It's that raunchy, gritty kind of song, which which I really do love. Uh, Wanna Be Starting Something is so different, though. It changes. It's sort of almost like three songs in one and um, just sort of as it goes on, it just gets better and better in my opinion. So I really was stuck. I listened to both of them a couple of times, but by a very close margin, um, want to be starting something gets my vote as well. I think it's just got that extra point of difference, again, that probably not other, not many other artists could get away with the way that Michael can do it. All right. Well, Scott, do you want to be starting to move along, want to be starting something, or do you want to be saving Dirty Diana? Well, I, you know, I was one of the biggest um, supporters for the the Cinderella run that's been going on here. Like, I, I voted for want to be starting something. I, again, I think it's literally the perfect song to, to start, pun intended, anything that you do. Like, it's you cannot... N- like sit still when this song is on it is so damn catchy and it's so good and they're like natalie put it perfectly that it, it's almost it's multiple songs in one i mean it's honestly hard to take a lot of these songs and say well i listen to both of them and then not pick want to be starting something because it's it's honestly almost in like a perfect listen like you get pretty much everything you need when you listen to it except emotion because that's you know if you're in the mood for that you don't want to put this song on. Um, and, and it's great. Dirty Diana is at, you know, again, yeah, Adam mentioned it. Like it may, it may seem a little, you know, that, that it's, it's not believable for Michael, but that's the mark of a storyteller. Like, you know, there's, there's a ton of stories out there. I, I don't attribute it to the person that's, that's writing it. Um, but, and it's a great story to tell. And honestly, like, I just remember hearing this song and thinking, Michael's a badass, you know, like not, he's not just a pop star. Like he's a rock star. After I heard this song, I thought to myself, Michael Jackson is a rock star. He's a chameleon, you know, like the grit in this song. And yeah, just that sort of like, you know, it's, it was almost like this gave him street cred. Like after this song, Michael could walk into a bar. You know, after this, before that, with all the tough and thriller, this guy's not walking into a bar, going up and playing some pool. And, and no, absolutely not. Right. But after Dirty Diana, it's kind of like, all right, this guy does have some grit. And there is, you know, there really there is some, you know, a side there, you know, maybe a little bit of a darker, a darker side that's starting to emerge. And I think we saw it continue to emerge. And I think this song was one of the catalysts just with the way it's delivered. I, there's just something about it that captivates me. This song, it just the whole mood of it, like you really are hanging on every word. You really want to know what's going on with Diana and what's going on at those backstage shows. And, and you know, what is happening with Diana? I almost want a sequel to the song because I feel like I didn't get enough. I almost wish he had, had given us a sequel on like the history album of like where Diana is now, you know. Um, and sadly, we didn't get that. So I only have to go off of what we did get. And what we did get is pretty damn great. My votes for Dirty Diana. Well, well, Scott imagines the life of Dirty Diana aged probably about mid-50s at this point, I suppose. Uh, That's the new uh, (laughs) mid-30s. John, it's two to one. What do you say? 
I was kind of hoping Scott would go for one of be starting something just to take the choice off my hands. Simply because legitimately for me, this is the hardest decision I've had to make this entire bracket so far. These two songs are my favorite songs off of their respective albums. I love both of them so much. And so I, you know, I don't really want to have to pick one over the other. And everyone so far has talked very eloquently about, you know, the songs and everything. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to pussyfoot around and, and, you know, say a bunch of needless stuff. Gun to my head. If I'm picking one of the two, it's going to be one of, want to be starting something. I, that, that horn line gets me every single time. All right. The Cinderella story continues. Want to be starting something moves on, but I guess we still have to hear from Mike. Oh man, John, I, I, I agree. I think this is, I don't know if it's the hardest, but it's definitely one of the hardest uh, we've had so far. And I really did not want it to be put into my hands at the two, two. Uh, so thank you for taking that uh, off of my hands. It's, it's interesting how, um, you know, Jeff mentioned a few of the real life uh, 16 seeds that have advanced. And we here on Boozy have had several 16 seeds that have advanced. And they've almost exclusively been in music brackets. And I just think that's interesting. Uh, I don't know exactly what it means. I haven't thought too much about it other than that there's something very, very subjective and very personal about music. And I guess that's that's why. Um and and in this case, this the sixteens going all the way to the elite eight, and and I think that's cool. Um, yeah, I genuinely love both these songs. Uh, I don't know if I would say that they're my favorites off of their two respective albums, but they're right up there. Uh, a lot's been said about um, about both already. I don't know that I have a whole lot to add. Uh, I can I can save what I'm going to save for one to be start, want to be starting something for the next round, but just there's some there is something about that gritty edge to Dirty Diana that it, that is very appealing and feels and, and when it, when when I first heard it, it felt so removed to me from even though there was you know there were obviously you know little edges here and there to to other stuff that Michael had done before, it was it just felt so so different and so interesting. It was very it, it was very easy to just be drawn into that if if it had come down to me i probably would have voted for want to be starting something uh but because it's so close and i think it deserves to be so close and dirty diana is just such a great song i'll i'll throw another vote to dirty diana uh but obviously not not at all upset that the cinderella story is continuing well the three two victory is uh, seems deserved and I believe the reason why the 16 seeds keep beating the one seeds in the music bracket is because the seeding is often done by number of Spotify streams and or YouTube video streams. And the public in general has crappy taste. Yes, that means you, listener. These five <laughs> panelists are going to set you correct. That's why we're here. And we're going to move on and tell you which song you should like more, Earth Song or Bad. Uh, we go back to the top and we start with Natalie. So this was one of the matchups that I really tried to to listen to with a fresh, with a fresh, clean slate. Um, and 
I think I did, I really did get a new appreciation for Earth Song. I realized that because, because I have teenagers and I have to share my listening time a lot of the time with them, when I get some Michael at the moment, it's, it's, it's here and there. It's not all the time. And so I tend to revert back to my favorites. If I'm going to be listening to Michael, I want to, I want to make it worthwhile and revert to my favorites. And, and so Earth Song and other ones like that don't necessarily get a lot of airplay at the moment for me. And, and yeah, listening to it again, really with this kind of new approach, um, the depth really is there. And I, I actually got some chills when I was listening to it. And, and on my re-listen of Bad, I think the music is undeniably fantastic. I think the, the lyrics and the vocals probably do let it down a little bit. And I know, Scott, you're wishing I'd figured that out last recording. So have. that I had hadn't voted for it last recording. I'm, I, I can't say I didn't. I didn't put myself through that torture of would I have changed my vote last time? Um, but this time around, I am going to give my vote to Earth Song. So Earth Song takes a one nil lead as my internet takes a zero zero backseat to God only knows what. <laughs> We're going to move on to Scott. Yeah, so this is kind of this is the one here where they don't care about us was unfortunately um, eliminated from the tournament against Bad, and here it is now Bad up against another politically driven Michael Jackson mid '90s song. Um, so Bad is is taking an interesting route so far. It's really kind of knocking off the lesser known, but you know probably more powerful songs right that's kind of what's happening here i you know i said it on the last episode like bad was has just never been one of my favorites like i don't deny that i mean the music video is great They're, i'm sorry the short film is is great um you know but i you know we, we mentioned it before a couple of us it's kind of a beat it knockoff right it, it was kind of taking the same formula and i don't think it did it as well as beat it did um didn't quite match up for me. I agree with Natalie that I just, you know, the lyrics and the vocals are, they're, they're not just, they're not top notch, which even with Michael Jackson, second rate is better than pretty much any other artist. So we don't care, but you know, it, it when you get to a sweet 16 like this, you have to start to nitpick a little bit to find mm -hmm. reasons to vote one way or the other, because these matchups get so hard. Um, and I think ultimately what's going to give it to me with Earth Song is not just the music video that, again, it's just so powerful. Um, and just the, the last, you know, half of that song when it really crescendos and, and just gets real, um, inspiring and really captivating. Um, which also, like I talked about last time with Earth Song, but the real reason I'm voting for Earth Song is that because despite the jokes that I've made and then Adam has made, like, can we really put through a song that starts your butt is mine for Michael Jackson? <laughs> I just don't know that we should do that. And so I'm going to vote for Earth Song. All right. No butts or anybody is here as Earth Song takes a 2 0 lead. John? Um, that last statement is incorrect. Uh, Scott, your butt is mine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's always been John. You know this. I know. <laughs> I love you, baby. Um, bad is just so much more fun, and I understand like the emotional stuff. But who goes to Michael for the emotional stuff? Um, and uh, this is motivated by my love of bad, not at all by my bitterness of, uh, <laughs> of uh, losing Thriller to Man in the Mirror, Man in the Mirror at all. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, bad is just much more fun. I will listen to that nine times, ten times out of ten, actually, over Earth Song any day of the week. Bad gets my vote. All right, well, it's 2-1, and Mike is up next. Yeah, Mike is significantly torn on this one. Uh, I was the other vote for They Don't Care About Us in the previous round uh, just because I love the vibe of that song. And I think that it's one of those that even though it does have that that kind of political bent to it, it also brings the fun with it uh, in, a, in a way that that Earth Song admittedly does not to John's point. But that doesn't change the fact that I really love Earth Song. It's a it's a slow burn. And that's it's it works both in its favor and it's in to its detriment, I think, because when you're listening to it. And you're you're waiting for that crescendo to hit, and when it does, you're you're all in. But you you really kind of are waiting for that that crescendo. Uh, I did say last time uh, again, kind of agreeing with with Scott on this one. Bad's never been my favorite. Uh, it's certainly not one that I that I dislike by any stretch. But it it does. It's always felt a little bit like a, a lesser beat. It if memory serves, and I could be way off on this, but I think it was originally envisioned as a duet or a, a duet or a, a, a co-song with Michael Jackson and Prince. And when Prince saw that the first line was your butt is mine, he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? Smart. Uh, that, that might be apocryphal, but I, I've just always thought that was a funny story. Um, and, but even though, even though I'm not like the world's biggest bad fan, I kind of am inclined to see, where natalie is coming from which is like if i'm gonna put one on you know I, even though she voted for ursa i was like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna put one on I'm, I'm probably gonna gravitate more towards a little bit more of the fun michael i guess that 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 really lends itself more to john's point this is really tough because i think that in in very in great many ways earth song is maybe the better song but i think bad is the more michael song which makes this a very difficult choice and it it kind of puts me in the situation of well do I do I go ahead and make it or do I punt and see what Adam does and um uh you know what I'm honestly genuinely curious to see what Adam does so I and just to build up a little suspense and everything like that I'm gonna throw my vote towards bad and uh, see where the cards fall and enjoy the expression on Adam's face right now I wish our I've listeners got, could see I've got three words well, and it's fuck you Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time that's been uttered so, on the show, I assure you. Yeah. Like a true Vanderbilt Commodore, Oof. Mike punts. <laughs> and we have a 2 2 tie. Uh, everyone's still got their buzzer beaters left. Does anyone want to throw one up? Well, you just want to see how it lies. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it looks okay. like this one's all you, Adam. Um, this I, I'm the same as Mike was. I, I'm absurdly torn by this matchup. Um, I have some some personal things that I love both of these songs for. Um, again, I've I've talked about the political and the passion, and the Earth song brings the political and the passion. It takes a while to get there. I'm not gonna lie. My <laughs> biggest complaint on this song is so it's obviously it's obviously on my MJ playlist. Anytime Earth song like comes on, I'm like, oh shit! Did did, did something fuck up? Did it stop playing? Because there's like <laughs> I hear nothing for like the first minute, and then I'm like, oh shit! Okay, it's Earth Song, and so I I literally have to wait, <laughs> and then it'll eventually get there. I will say, I came into tonight full wholeheartedly thinking 
Earth Song was going to win this. And I just, I'm rethinking because Bad is the more Michael song. It's the title track. And for good reason, it's so much fun. And John and I, I think, brought this up in either one of the last times recording um, was that we had, we each had our own Michael 45. Uh, that mom that our mom gave us for like, a, you know, or for Christmas one year. And my sister had the way you make me feel. John had Billie Jean. I had bad. And, and it's not, you know, I didn't choose bad, but she gave it to me and it, it was mine. I have a connection to bad. And it's it's boy, it's tough. Um, the song just makes you want to dance, you know, bad makes you want to. And, and here is really what really has like made me think hard about this is because of my love for Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> and bad <laughs> makes me honestly <laughs> makes me think of Weird Al and I love fat and That's I love the instrument. <laughs> it's not a detriment <laughs> and it makes me weird Al. <sighs> but when earth song hits, it fucking slays. It takes so long to get there. And this is brutal. This is literally, I'm going back and forth in my brain. But the thing is by the end of earth song, the way I feel, is way better than the way I feel after bad. The journey that I'm taking on with our song, I, I have to pick it because it makes me all the feels. And this was so brutally tough, but Earth song is going to take the win for me. Earth song makes the dramatic win. And we are going to move on to the next matchup. The uh, next matchup will be between don't stop till you get enough. And who is it? And I believe Scott will start us off. No, wait. Uh, no, it's Scott. No, it's Scott. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Scott? Okay, yeah, it's Scott. Go for it, Scott. Yeah, we, we, I think we messed this up because, you know, had we really thought about this, this would have been a matchup of the Alones. We could have had leave me alone against you or not alone. So we really could have had the we, we could have had the loneliest matchup in the history of, yeah. of bracketology. Yeah. Um, but we don't have that. Um, we have don't stop to get enough. And who is it? Um, again, and 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 it just keeps happening because of of Michael's ability to be a chameleon. Two really different songs, right? Very very different. Um, you know, who is it is, is again, and it's more of that rocker side of Michael and the, the give in to me type style. And then you have don't stop to get enough, which is holding it down for off the wall. I believe at this point, I think that that's, that's all we've got left um, from that album. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great song and it's, you know, obviously one of the, you know, the first sort of solo endeavors that really started to turn the tide for Michael and, and, vault him into that megastar status. And so I think that is a testament to that song as well. Uh, I, I like both of these songs. I, I don't, I'm not sure that I love both of these songs, but I, I like both of these songs. So I'm not going to quite say I'm as apathetic as John has been for some of the matchups throughout this bracket, but this isn't one that I necessarily have a lot of stake in or thunder in one way or the other. Um, so because I think I have a feeling where this is going to go, and because I lost Dirty Diana, I'm going to vote for the Dirty Diana Light. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Moves on. 
Uh, that was a really shitty Faith No More uh, impression. <laughs> <laughs> we have no more Faith Jeff after that. Yeah. No more what Faith. Was that? What was that? Oh, my God. That was horrible. We're just going to move on to John and forget that ever existed. <laughs> so, <sighs> Disco gets a lot of shit. And in a lot of cases, deservedly so. Um, it was, um, you know, the one good thing about Disco is we can mark it as a moment in time. Everyone has a mental image of roughly when that happened, when it ended, why it ended, and <laughs> uh, you know, and I can understand people's reluctance um, to even to even a Michael Disco song, um, but to me, that song is both simple and complex at the same time. The verse is basically just two chords back to back, but the way that he layers sounds on top of it, the band that he has there just laying down a really nice, tight, funky groove. Every time I listen to that song, I get something new out of it. I try to listen past the obvious, past the songs. What is going on in the background? What is that weird sound right there? Is it Michael playing on a Coke bottle? Yes, it is. Is it him shaking some keys or something? Yeah, it could be that too. There's a whole bunch that really went into this. And also, I'm a kind of a nerd for like recording technology and how things were recorded. Um, I love listening to stories about how the Beach Boys recorded things because Brian Wilson came up with some pretty insane ideas that just worked on tape. Yeah, they don't work live, but that's the beauty of the recorded album is if it sounds good, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, I'm not even going to bother talking about who is it. I don't care about that song. I'm just here to pour as much love into Don't Stop Till You Get Enough because I actually think that that one is going to be the one that doesn't move on. And I want to make sure that it gets its due. Um, disco may be dead, but Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is still alive for me. All right, we have a 1-1 one, one tie. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I think, uh, actually, this is a pretty tough one uh, for me. Not 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 necessarily quite as tough as some of the other ones have been, including that last one, but uh, I think it's a matchup between two songs I really like a lot. Uh, to, to John's point, there are songs... There are songs from the disco age that are disco songs, but they sort of transcend disco and i think that don't stop till you get enough is one of those songs like even though it's very much a, a got a disco sound maybe it's just because it's michael but it's i don't ever really think of it as a disco song per se uh and there is there's uh to john's point as well i think we haven't spoken a lot of the production values of uh a lot of michael jackson's songs and, and just all of the thought that was put into a lot of them there's some really fascinating stuff there it's it's a, it's a song that once you hear that once you hear that um you know that part you're just you know what's coming you're and you're in it and who is it is just it's it's a yeah it's kind of uh i think Scott, did you say "Dirty Diana Light"? Uh, it's it it does it does have a little bit of that feel of a retread uh, from uh, from the Bad album being on the Dangerous album, uh, but it's still a great song and it's still super catchy. It's I love the and the, you want to talk about you want to talk about two different vocal performances when you compare these two songs, like 
who is it is gritty and and raw the way he sings that song it doesn't seem to matter like the way that he like digs into it and growls it almost and then you've got i will not i promise try to do the falsetto that he does <laughs> with with don't stop till you get enough uh not that i don't have a history of trying to do things like that on the show before but uh just just tremendous artistry in both these songs um and i think this is a really tough one for those reasons because they are so different and i i genuinely like both i oh man i don't i kind of knew which way i was leaning and uh, but the way the way that John's I was leaning toward who is it, honestly, but the way that John spoke was so impassioned for Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. It did remind me how much I I do genuinely love that song. Uh, and it, it is it's it's kind of that it's that it's a pure fun, Michael. And uh, as I as I also said in the last round, you know, we're we're gravitating. We're, there's a lot of votes towards towards song, even though I think that that's what most people think of when they think of Michael Jackson. There's a lot of votes for other other songs. And it's great that those are showcased. But. I think that I think I think John's impassioned plea is kind of swayed swayed me just enough. I'm going to I'm going to tilt right back the other way. I'm going to give this one to Don't Stop Till You Get Enough by the narrowest of margins. Well, after that stem winder, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough has a 2-1 lead. Adam, what do you think? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Disco sucks. <laughs> Um, who is it is on da- the dangerous album. And I've talked about already my love of Teddy Riley and my love of the new Jack swing style of Michael, um, the song being about the despair of being left by a woman. And, you know, you know, that you love, you love her so much, but she left you for somebody else. And they're just trying to find out who is it? Who did you leave me for? Was it a friend of mine? Um, and I really do want to give this, to Natalie, but I can't. Don't do that. No, I I can't because I like Who Is It, but it's a fine song. It's not one of his best, and honestly, I don't think it deserves to be in the Elite Eight. But even though I'm not a fan of disco, I'm sorry to take it out of your hands, Natalie. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is iconic, Michael. And John was right. And Mike was right to follow, and I'm right to follow beyond it. And I'm sorry to to just you know, take it away the the drama, and I, I could have made the drama, but my heart is when I think of top tier Michael songs, I don't think of who is it. I do think for the vast majority of people, even though I still think disco sucks, <laughs> don't stop till you get enough is the more iconic song and the right one to move on. So I'm gonna help it do that. All right, well, don't stop till you get enough moves on. Natalie, did we get this one right? This was the only one that I came into this recording not already having made a decision. I found it really, really difficult, and so I'd sort of thought it through and then I just left it and thought I'll see what happens. And so, Adam, I'm not at all distressed that you took it out of my hands (laughs) because it saved me making the decision. But I had made my decision as everybody was talking And, Scott, it was actually something that you said, which was it's the only one left from off the wall. And I know that that was then making me vote against what you voted for, but when you said that I was like, yeah, that's right, yep, and that was was what swayed me. So, yes, I was going to vote Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Um, but, again, very, very close and and very sad that 
none of those sort of Dirty Diana, who is it-esque ones are, are going any further. All right. So Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is moving on, and we are moving on to our final matchup of the day. John's going to start us off for this one. It is between You Rock My World or Smooth Criminal. Is this even really a question <laughs> at all? Um, no. no, it's not. It's Smooth Maybe. Criminal. Just pass it along. Mike, do you have anything more to say? Well, not much, but it does it does feel like a little bit of a shame because You Rock My World is the last remaining song from the post dangerous era of of Michael, which I think to uh I think is uh and there's a couple panelists that has that have spoken about, you know, doesn't necessarily get enough love. But it's smooth criminal. Yeah, it's you know, this this was actually of of the eight matchups, this was this was the easiest one for me. I didn't even really give it all that. I listened to both the songs and I went, yeah, it, that confirmed it. It's Smooth Criminal. Adam? Uh, I think the funny thing about these two songs going against each other is the music videos are pretty fucking similar. Like, they, <laughs> he obviously kind of ripped off of himself when he did You Rock My World, made it a whole gangster. He even has Marlon Brando in it and other stuff like that. It's got Chris <laughs> Tucker at the end, for God's sake. Chris Tucker. <laughs> love it. I love Chris Tucker. Um, but yeah, this is, this is easy as shit. It is not, not even close. Smooth criminal by a landslide. Yeah. You rock. My world has been struck by a smooth criminal, but we are going to see how Natalie feels about this. Yeah, I agree. Smooth criminal was getting my vote. I do think smooth criminal has had a pretty easy run though. I can't actually remember what it was up against last mm. time, but I know it swept last time. Another and- part, another part of me. And that was <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it feels like it's it's scooting through, but it is what it is. So yeah, that's getting my vote as well. All right. Uh Scott, do we have a sweep? I mean the reason it's that Smooth Criminals had such an easy ride is because it's ranked so high because of the music video. And that's what the rankings are based on. And Adam summed it up perfectly. You rock my world is we've talked about retreads. It's pretty much a complete retread of Smooth Criminal. He traded in the white and blue suit for a, a black and pink suit. I mean that like the only even some of the dance moves, like and the way it's shot, it, it frame to frame almost look exactly the same. Um you know, and I voted for you, Rock My World, and I, I took it away from Hold My Hand, and I didn't really care because I knew it had no shot in this round. This is Smooth Criminal, and this is one of the easiest decisions we've had so far. Well, we end with a sweep and a deserved one for the excellent Smooth Criminal. That'll do it for this episode of Boozy Bracketology. We have determined what the Elite Eight will be on our next and final episode of the Michael Jackson Bracket. Uh, Billy Jean will face off against Black or White. Remember the time will take on Man in the Mirror. Want to be starting something? Our 16-seed Cinderella story will take on Earth Song. And Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is going to take on Smooth Criminal. Well, that's another episode of Boozy Bractology in the books for the Boozy Bractology team. I have been Jeff. I'm Natalie. I'm Scott. I'm John. I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And we're out.